Sean Wright Phillips, great to see you. Nice to see you too, man. <laughs> I want to start with your India experience. I mean, a lot of people land here and they find everything very overwhelming. The sounds, the smells. But then you could argue that you're from the UK and there's so many Indians in the UK <laughs> and you must have grown up with a fair share of them. So how's it been in Bangalore, now Mumbai? Um, I really enjoyed Bangalore. Um, it was cool. Got to do some really nice stuff with the kids. Um, we we're giving them clean water and teaching them how to use it with the partners asylum. So it was been pretty awesome. I also checked out Terry Phelan's team, South United, and watched the kids train and done a, l a little bit of media along the way. Lovely. Which is a nice segue into my first question, which is about the Manchester City youth program. I mean, you literally came through that. And, you know, you see guys like Palmer now who are, who are uh, you know, coming through the ranks, doing well. Just talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, the focus is on the youth and getting the kids to play football early. That's kind of where you have to catch them. It also gives them that little bit of discipline as well, which it is beneficial on and off the pitch, especially in tough times growing up but um yeah for me i think the timing was different compared to now for just the likes of like folden and carl palmer and james mcatee i think that it may be even harder for him because when i was coming through we i was coming through against wingers that were on the back end of 20 so they're winding down their career whereas these new kids are coming through and proving their worth against players that are in elite form and still very very young the likes of Sterling they're competing against Mares and Jack now and obviously Foden and they're still coming up and they're doing very very well so it, it also shows the kids younger than them that there is a pathway to the first team as long as you perform well. Lovely. Now if we just look back at the Atletico and Manchester City first first game and you know I watched that and I'm thinking that they defended deep and uh, they were ready to make do with the scraps that uh, City would offer them. What do you think of what's going to happen now up ahead? Do you think it's a plan that nearly worked for them on that night? And uh, Diego Simeone and, and the gang are going to uh, come back doing the same thing? Or do you think they're going to uh, toss up and change things? Because till the De Bruyne goal, uh, it looked as though things were, were going on plan for them. So how do you view the, the one that's coming up? I'm not sure if you would say it was going on plan because I don't think Edison had a shot to save. So it, it's a, it was a bit of a, a weird game where City was so good at keeping a ball, but even if they lost it, yeah. the, um, the press and the positions they put Atletico in just gave them the ball back and they just kept recycling the ball. But I think in a game like that, because it was so tight, it was perfect timing um, from Pep to put on Jack and Foden to um, start taking those chances in and around the box and isolating people and taking them out and we're folding that wonderful weight of pass he put through to um, Kevin De Bruyne and it was a great finish but even when Jack came on he's winning free kicks frustrating the Atletico Madrid players which is something Atletico Madrid normally do to people is frustrating so it was nice to see it on the other hand and you can just see the mutual respect from both managers as well at the end which was nice to see. Yeah, and um, you know Pep will welcome Kyle Walker back uh, after the suspension but Man City is going to be without uh, Ruben Dias, Cole Palmer, injuries there. Now Everybody talks about Man City's embarrassment of riches, but your thoughts on, on the lineup for the second leg? Um, I think it won't be too much of the same. I think it will be too much of the same. I think that he might start with maybe Foden and Grealish this time. I think Jesus will still play. I think the midfield would stay the same. And um, Walker most probably will come back in and Cancelo to the left. But other than that, I don't really see too much changes in what City do and go about their business because they always tend to stick to the, their own way and that's why they're so good at it. Were you surprised that Foden was dropped for the opening leg? And you think uh, Pep says himself that he overthinks uh, some things. 
So uh, you just mentioned I would like I would, him to start. I, of course I'd like him to start. I'd just love him as a player. But um, I would never say he was ever really dropped. I don't really see that in a pep team at Man City. I feel like it is honestly rotation because I can't remember watching a game where I could actually sit down and say, oh, that player, he didn't really play that well. He played terribly. That never really happens at City. They always seem to play well and at a level. So I think it's more to do with rotation and what Pep sees that may affect um, Madrid rather than a player so-called got dropped. Uh, Carrasco returns for Atletico. Herrera is, and, uh, is unavailable. Jimenez is, again, has a calf injury. Uh, how do you look at their squad? Where they struggled, I thought, the most. I think that the tactic initially what he came with was to obviously play with the counter-attack and the only person that could possibly get behind our back four at the time was Lorente, which City knew straight away and isolated that to the point where as soon as he went forward they made sure he couldn't go backwards and there was no support for him so if they're going to try and play that way again I, I can see likely the same thing happening unless they play with three, three quick players up front to be able to pick and choose what passes they go for. But I don't see much changing from the Atletico Madrid team. Sean, how do you look at uh, the draw 2-2 on, on Sunday? Do you think that will impact the FA Cup semi-final? I mean, uh, Pep and the team were very, very fresh for that game and they'd finished the Atletico Madrid game. They had five days, a day off, relax and recovery, then prepared for Liverpool. Were you, were you disappointed not to be able to win and, and you know, just ending in the, in the draw that it did? No, definitely not disappointed. I think um, people underestimate how good of a team Liverpool actually are. There's two of the best teams in the world, arguably, and, and playing in an excellent form, I think. Man City went about their business well. They played well. They could have been 3-1 up at half-time. They even had a goal disallowed by VAR. So it's, it's football. Sometimes you can play as well as you want to play. Play, but it doesn't always mean you're guaranteed the result you want. True. Uh, let's move to the, the World Cup in Qatar. People in the region are really excited in Asia. Your feelings about the tournament and, uh, of course, England's chances. Well, first of all, let's say I'm hoping England win it and it does actually come home for once. But um, now I think it's, it's a good tournament. I, I, look, I'm always looking forward to the World Cup. I think like everybody in the world does, it's one tournament that even people that don't normally watch football, they actually stop and pay attention to it. So I think it's going to be a really good tournament. The facts that a lot of the players don't have to do a lot of travelling in between games make it even better because I think the players will be a lot fresher as well. Sean, uh you were one of the best wingers in England. A lot of people, including me, feel you should have had more national appearances. Uh, how's the relationship with the managers, with uh, Sven, Steve McLaren, Fabio Capello? Or do you think the right wing was just so competitive at the time? I mean, we're talking guys like Dave Beckham, uh, you know, Aaron Lennon, Walcott, Joe Cole. Do you think you should have had more, more appearances? Who, I would have loved more appearances for my country, of course, but I knew what I was up against and the appearances that I did have, I appreciated and I couldn't have asked for anything more to have that many appearances for my country. Your son's debut for Stoke City earlier this year, that must have been very emotional for you, Sean. I mean, uh, considering... I'm not really an emotional guy. You're not? No. Considering, quite, I mean, I'm for quite the kid, chill. maybe. Was I'm it for the chill. kid? Because, you know, it's you, <laughs> it's his dad, his granddad. My dad cried. <laughs> I was, like, quite chilled. But, um, no, it's, it was very exciting to actually to say, wow, he's And what, a he's man of the match it. winning performance, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got to work harder, though. It doesn't stop there, that's the thing. And that's the thing with kids, you can't just go in, have one month where you've played well and you've got to do it consistently and he knows that so he's back there working hard. And, and did you nudge him in football's direction or was it just genes at play that he, he took to football? You know what, it's actually total genes at play. I've got a, a younger daughter that lives and breathes football as well and that's all she talks about the same so and I've never pushed any of them into anything. 
Okay, let's look back at your uh, Man City career. Both 2003 and 4, 2004, 5 were great seasons for you. You scored 11 goals each in both seasons. You won Man City Player of the Year 2003-4. Your big memories of those Fab 2 seasons, I know there must be lots of them. You can't compress them all into one interview, but just immediately what, what goes through your mind, those two fabulous seasons. Just being able to score. Like, I think if I go back to my first season when I first broke through, I think I come close to scoring in every other game and it was either saved or just wide and then to be able to turn it around the next season and start scoring it it, it meant a lot not only to me but just so I could do it for the fans as well because like I said uh, I played football just to enjoy and to in a way to entertain like, I was basically an entertainer and it was nice to be able to get people on the edge of their seats I don't know if you ever go to YouTube and do uh, a search on Sean Wright Phillips goals <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you, you do that no <laughs> never well, let me tell you so uh, here are you you score so many wonderful goals during your time at City there was a stunner at Arsenal that comes up the fourth goal when the Blues thumped United 4-1 that comes up wait wait are you a blue, by the way? <laughs> Who do you no. support? No, I'm, I'm far removed from all of that. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'm neutral. <laughs> but, but really, your memories of, of notable goals, I mean, away from YouTube, what, what stays in your mind? The one at Highbury, I, I do always refer to a lot. Um, there was a couple against Arsenal at the Etihad as well, in the Cup and one in the league. The Man United one, of course, and the first one at Old Trafford where the ball went through Paul Scholes' legs. He doesn't let me live that down, by the way. <laughs> so he says he always says to me it was a, it was lucky. Just it was just for me it was more of a thrill of just putting the shirt on and being able to run out and represent Man City in general on that that big stage and in in derbies which I had played in since I was 16 there. So to be able to do it on the senior level just meant a lot. Everyone talked about your pace when you were playing uh, on the pitch. Was that genes or was it that gifted uh, through hours of drills on the training ground as well as the gym? Did you have to work upon it? No. Just, <laughs> it was weird. Growing up, we used to play a game called Letters and it used to always be with the bigger kids. So there would be a group of you and you would have to say there was five of us and we made a word. You, you would all hold one letter. So for the, the other group to get what your full word meant, they had to get you to say your word, which normally comes with you getting a few jabs and kicks and dead legs. So I needed to learn how to run as quick as possible so I didn't get caught. <laughs> Basically. So I was just used to always running, to be honest with you. That's crazy. <laughs> your childhood hero, a, a football player you looked at and said, wow. Did you have posters on your walls or things like that? No posters. My childhood hero was my mum. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, sweet. to be honest. She did, she did everything for me and my brother. Oh, she lovely. worked two jobs and stuff like that. So we just tried to work hard to make her life easier. Wow, Mother's Day is on the 8th of May. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. I've forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 a, but a football player that you, you looked up to at the time, I mean. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say my dad because he's in a different position to me completely. I think he was an inspiration as a role model, as a dad, and gave me something that I could strive for and look forward to. But I used to watch people that played like in my position because that's what I wanted to be like. And I used to always think about people like, the way Paul Merson played with Ryan Giggs, Mark Overmars, Anders Limpar, they were like the tricky wingers that I, I, I really liked watching and they was very direct. What's on your playlist? What kind of music do you listen to? I just love house music. To yeah. Be yeah it's nice. I love anything that's quite bubbly and brings a smile to people's faces. So you don't have like a favorite artist or anything like that, yeah? No, I <laughs> listen to collective music in general. I don't really listen to albums. I just listen, I like a mix of music. Your time as a football pundit, uh enjoying it obviously but it's a whole different skill set isn't it Sean 
uh, and uh, did you do you have to work upon it the, well the <laughs> first the first time i was a bit shy and it was just about knowing the ropes of when to speak when not to speak when is it like a debate create more of a conversation and a topic on it and but apart from that after that i kind of just got the hang of it the, the only strange thing is now when i watch football it's n never really for fun it's almost like doing homework and researching in case you have to refer back to things but other than that like i really enjoy it your favorite vacation spot where do you like to kick back and say wow you know sean i could live here <laughs> um saint lucia because it was a, when I did go and visit, it was it was very slow, very calm. The food was amazing, and it was just really chilled, and it just suited me down to a T. Lovely. Uh, before we wrap, everybody who's watching and listening, uh, the Emirates FA Cup 21-22, the semi-final, Man City versus Liverpool is live on Sony 10-2 in English, Sony 10-3 in Hindi, and Sony 10-4 in Tamil and Telugu. 8 p.m. Indian Standard Time on the 16th of April. So I think a nice way to to round up would be you doing a preview of that as a pundit. <laughs> All of what you just said. <laughs> I've forgotten it that already. Of the game, <laughs> just the game. Just a pre your preview of the game. <laughs> right, so for Saturday. Yeah. So am I talking down the camera? No, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah. No, for me, I think on Saturday it's going to... Um, it's going to be a really interesting game, I think, especially after the game, the weekend just gone. I think they both really know what each other are capable of. And I think it's going to be exactly the same as the previous two games. I don't think any of them are going to let up and they're just going to both go for it again. Lovely. Thanks very much for your time. I really nice appreciate it. Nice one. Thank yeah. you. Nice to meet you. Thank you.